0: Not much Friday, another day in this quarantine world.
1: Yeah. Another day. Um Friday, yeah, happy Friday. Um right now, um the MLB is going back and forth with their proposals with players, so at this point, wake me up when something official happens.
0: And that official will probably be I'll say next Wednesday we'll get breaking news Rob Manfred chooses we'll have a 48 game season at such and such prorated salary. At this point that is what I think will happen um, Today we'll have a Diamond Metro reporter for that for the Athletic, Mr. Zach Buchanan um, to, Yesterday you inspired me with your list. So Okay. Today mine consists of top five mascots. And I incorporated all major four. I uh I uh, found a list that bleach that that bleacher bleacher report did.
1: It's the Daily Nick next Top five list, even though he hasn't done it ever on this
0: show. <laughs> all right, so the top, so the top five. are not gonna do that now. We're gonna do that after Zach.
1: Uh, I'll think about it, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be thinking about it. All
0: right. I also have a top twenty Diamondbacks all time that you two will be able to guess.
1: Ooh, top. Twenty diamond Yeah, because that's
0: the major the majority of people do top ten and top top tens, you know, it's 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 not enough. And and I'll just say this number one through three, half of it is right. But the number two is not who we all thought it would be, and another person that's in the top five is someone that you wouldn't even think of to to be in the top five. Dominic
1: Gaspari barely been in the
0: league. yeah. Yeah, well, since since two thousand one, man. I mean, you know, but that's uh, crazy. you know, Zach Zach Buchanan seems like a very very interesting man. I uh first hit him up in March because he. Some, someone like to tweet or retweeted a tweet about his his sister's wedding because that was in the very start of the you know quarantine and whatnot and His his sister wedding did get rescheduled. So that's good and uh, She'll she'll have it She'll have it in January so that's awesome. congratulations man that uh, is fantastic we all we
1: all like good stories here so yeah but next week my list will be topped by MLB's players of all times and never have I mean it's it's hard because I'll tell you that there's going to be a lot of people that will be on that list and it to be like wow it, it, it's a really good thing because it's
0: well, a lot of really I know crazy. for sure I, I I already know you're at least one person that's going to be on that list f- for a fact. You should
1: know. You should know. And, and, and if you don't know if he's on this list, then then you then then if he's not on the list. If I put him on the list, if he's not on the list, then there should be no list.
0: I I agree. If if the person that I'm thinking of right now is not on your top five, you should never ever make a list again.
1: I, all I will say the person you're thinking
0: of is definitely on the list that's there's no question about he should he's 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 probably he's probably in the top two he is
1: he's he's he is in the top two now what order will be we'll find out next week but he's definitely in the top two and there's no debate about that I'll table that for another day
0: that's right now we're yes. about to have mr Zach Buchanan. We are here with Mr. Zach Buchanan. How have you guys been doing with the whole coronavirus?
2: Uh, we've just been very bored. Uh, we had a baby about a month ago, so we'd be kind of s- stuck at home anyway. Um, but it's just too hot here to go outside and do anything, and it's uh, too dangerous to go inside anywhere else, like a restaurant or a movie theater, so we spend a lot of time at home.
1: Uh, Zach, um, James Celestin also on one of the other half of the sports dude so I have to ask you this question um, my question to you is Arizona has now opened but I heard there's been spikes there has been increases of spikes how has um how has that affected some of the players on the Diamondbacks or, or, or people in general since, since now there's an apparent spike since Arizona starts to reopen more um
2: yes that is right we've been open for a month and uh unsurprisingly um Cases have gone up past any levels that we've had before, and walk around town, not a lot of people wear masks. Um, I don't know if it's affecting the players that much. The Diamondbacks are still allowing them to work out at Chase Field, but there's only two people on the field at a time. They keep it in really small groups. Um, so guys are still getting their work in, and that's just for the 20 or so players who live here full-time. Anybody who's been making their way back to Arizona um, is not allowed to do that yet. Um, But in terms of everybody else, um, I I think a lot of people aren't really feeling it yet, but they're going to because hospitals are about to be slammed um, and they are preparing to uh, cancel other things. Uh, My wife is an occupational therapist and her work is shutting down her department so they can use it for more ICU beds. Um, And so we're going to feel it pretty soon here. Um, uh, And unfortunately, it'll be too late for some people by the time we do feel it.
0: Um, when the players are in chase, at, after they do their workouts or whatever, are they allowed to use the pool?
2: Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I doubt it. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't even know if they they keep the pool full right now. Like, uh, uh, it's probably drained.
0: That's probably smart. Um, be before we talk about the fun stuff uh obviously between coronavirus and what's happened the past couple of weeks with the murder of george floyd and the other ones and the black lives matter moment movement uh what's your what's your thoughts on everything that's been going on uh it's been kind of an infuriating
2: couple weeks um for everybody hopefully uh it's it's odd because you're i felt like such a need to get out there and protest i wasn't able to because we have an infant um in the non-pandemic world i would be out there but we are very scared of bringing that virus home with us um and uh, to see so many people risking that anyway for an obviously good cause um, and kind of seeing the world kind of suddenly click and get what black lives matter means more than it ever has before it's been good to see but it's also been dismaying to see uh, how many of these protests against police brutality devolve into more police brutality um, and it, uh, I'm a big proponent of the defund the police movement and I think people need to understand what that means. It is not like, oh, we get rid of the police department, but no, let's, let's take some of their budget and put it towards more community-based efforts to, uh, help with mental health and help with other things that we usually lay on at the feet of the police that they aren't equipped to handle. Um, so uh, it, it's been an interesting moment in American history to, to witness, um, and I just wish I could have been involved more than I have been, which is basically tweeting about it and making what donations I can afford.
1: Uh, tell me, how, what, what has any of the Arizona Diamondbacks players say about the Black Lives Matter movement or anything was going on in the world? um you know most of their
2: players are pretty reserved uh, plenty of guys posted on uh, social media you know they had the whole blackout Tuesday thing where everybody put their um Instagram photos right. just to a kind of a black square I, I, I mean I think universally they they all did that uh, and they, it's been, been seeing more people say black lives matter than you used to four years ago when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling um but I, I haven't had a lot of people um, step out and, and really talk about it. And, you know, the, the, the Ironbacks, the, especially their current roster configuration, um, they, I, I think they only have maybe one African-American player on the roster, uh, John DuPontier, who there's a chance that you might be seeing something from him uh, in a couple of days on The Athletic about this subject. But the other players are all white guys. And I've, I've felt in this moment that um, I don't want to get out there telling some some kind of testimonial about how, uh, oh, now I understand my white privilege and this, that and the other. Uh, I feel like that's diverting the attention away from black voices, which was the whole point of Blackout Tuesday. So I imagine a lot of these guys are kind of listening and and kind of knowing like, look, now is not the time for people to hear from me. Now is the time for me to listen to
0: others. That's, that's just what I've been doing, you know, cause, cause obviously me and you we're we're not black. My, my co-host is black. So it's just about listening, understanding, and we, we, we can sympathize, but we just kind of have to take the back seat and let them say how they feel. Let them tell us their experiences, you know? So that's that's just the best possible way. I think that we can help, you know, if, if you don't know this offhand matter
2: Yeah, I think that's um, right. I think there's now We still have a duty I think to call out racism Where we see it and prejudice and privilege where we see it, but I don't think anybody right now needs every white person's individual story of overcoming their privilege because that's not what this is about. We need to be part of the solution and part of the solution is attacking systemic racism where we see it but our personal journey is not the point. Um, so uh, we, it's a we have to learn how to walk that balance of, of listening to the black friends in our lives and what they say. And then when we use our voice, we are using it um, to amplify their stories and their cause and not kind of have our personal
1: reckoning. Uh, Has has any of the owners actually said something as far as bringing Black Lives Matter and anything that they're going to do to help with not only just protests, but help bring about change so that not only these killers, but black people can be treated as equals?
2: Um, I don't know if any owners have said anything personally. Every team has put out a statement of some sort, some um, more specific than others. Uh, and I believe a lot, of, a lot of the teams, maybe even all of them, have announced donations to um, Black Lives Matter or similar organizations um, to assist them financially. Um, and I think they've all made the commitment in diversity in front offices. Especially in baseball, has been always been a kind of a, a an important topic because uh, this this game has over the years uh, gotten less and less participation from black players. Um, it's been an issue that the league has actually worked pretty hard to correct and sponsor kind of baseball programs in the inner city across the country to get more black kids playing baseball. But you still look around most major league front offices and it's just a bunch of white dudes it's just white dude after white dude after white dude so um i think the league has a ways to go and i think all these uh owners and and gms and and some of them like theo i've seen have talked about this really openly that how they could do a better job not only putting their money where their mouth is but in their hiring practices and, and uh fostering a, a, a a sense of inclusion in their front offices so it was not so uh, homogenous there, where it's just nothing but white guys um, you still only have two black GMs in the entire sport, Kenny Williams and Michael Hill um, and the kind of the ranks underneath them are far less diverse than even that, so I think that's uh, one place that baseball really needs to take a step forward in making sure that you know to get an internship with a major league team, you don't have to be some white guy from Harvard. You can go unpaid for a year or something just because your parents are rich. You need to uh, have a program that pushes more or allows more uh, black and brown people into the
1: game. Um, Another question that I had before Nick jumps in, uh, and and then uh, then we'll get into the fun stuff. Um, The simple fact that... uh, it's, it's more like you said more, uh, more black people, to be, involved, people of to be involved I kind of just want to feel like if, they're, if, they, if you're going to change your hiring taxes, and, we, and me and Nick talk about the Rooney rule I don't want it to be based on because he's black he has to get the job I kinda want it I kinda want black people that think it's, it's more merit and they put more emphasis on people that earn it and the people that are qualified. Now I get more diversity, but I just don't I just don't want to feel like it's a handout, you know. I want to feel like if you're gonna change the hiring practice you're doing this for the right reasons. Let's say that.
2: Uh, well I think that those two aren't necessarily mutually exclusive. Um, just because, like with the rule, which I don't think anybody would say has been a success, um, no. just because uh, it, it, teams have treated it more like just a box to check on where to hire and the guy they wanted to hire anyway. Um, but you can hire someone, um, maybe not because they are black or because they are Hispanic, um, but you can take that as a data point that maybe – they have over other candidates and they can also still be qualified. Um, I mean, if you're going to talk about NFL coaches, how many of these guys get hired and immediately fall on their asses that just the, just be like really bad at the job. Um, I think that should disabuse us of the notion that, um, you know they, these guys are really among the elite and they were really the only one person right for this job i think if we opened up this to, to more people you would see that more people are actually have a chance to be good at it or have a chance to be at least as bad as the guys who actually get hired um now the flip side of this is you have some situations like if, if we were to uh just as an example to talk not about race right now but about gender uh There's no reason that a woman could not be a GM in Major League Baseball. It doesn't, so many GMs now never played the game. Uh, It does not require having played baseball to be a good GM. Um, But when you talk about hiring a female GM, uh, the candidates are few and far between who have the the, the credentials to be able to, to. jump into this job and so is that a problem uh at the top no that's a problem at the bottom where you're not getting enough women into baseball ops departments to to at the lower level so they can progress through their careers toward the top so you have to fix that problem as uh, as uh, at the same time you work to fix the problem of getting uh you know as female gm candidates the next time a spot comes open So it's kind of similar to what baseball is doing in the black community, trying to get more African-American kids into the game. Uh, You can't turn around, you know, you can't rewind two days, ago and say okay you have to draft 20 percent black players from the college ranks um because that that skews the field a little too much but what you can do and what baseball is doing is like okay we need to get those black kids playing little league we need to get them playing high school baseball instead of all these other sports that they might be kind of driven to instead and when we get more black kids at the lower levels playing they're going to be more black kids going the drafts draft, there going to be more black kids going to college and eventually it's going to make its way up to the majors
0: but that's the is, well, hold on hold that thought um I, I i want to comment
1: on that particular part i think the problem being i'm sorry to cut you off Mitch. the problem being with that one is when you look at the other sports of like basketball and football it's an easier access for African americans who live in different franchises that they can make, they can earn something quickly. In baseball, you have to go to the rankings. You got to have high A ball, A ball and double A ball. You got to go all up and then, and then you have your service time. And it's, it's harder for, it's, it's also, how do you tackle that issue? Because it's harder for, for, for minorities to, to get involved in baseball. When you look at basketball and football, it's easier to make a living. Like look at Tyler Murray, you could have played baseball football so that's another issue how can baseball attack that
2: that that is a good question so I think there are two things you can do here so compared to uh, for for a lot of, of, of people in lower income brackets um getting an athletic scholarship to college is like a game changer. Um, Now this could all change if we pay college players like they should be paid. And it doesn't become kind of this kind of gateway that you have to, this is your only way to get a college education. Um, But, Basketball and football, those are full scholarships. In baseball, almost nobody gets a full scholarship. You don't even have enough scholarships to go around for the entire team. If we could change that, and it's a little difficult because baseball is not the moneymaker that the other two are for the NCAA, then that's an easier route to get into college and get your education where you're not having to figure out how to pay for it otherwise. Um, Now, your your question of uh, kind of – making money for Kyler Murray maybe it made sense because he was the number overall pick but the downbacks have another former uh, football player Archie Bradley who went 7th overall uh, and he chose to go to baseball instead of playing football at Oklahoma because he got like a 6 million dollar bonus um The reality is, even with the draft system, uh, a guy that goes in the fifth round who might be the 200th player taken uh, is going to get a bonus of like $300,000, and that's pretty significant money. Whereas if you're going to, say, go to college to play basketball, your odds of making the NBA are pretty slim. In a normal year, there are 40 rounds of the Major League Baseball draft. Every guy that gets taken in the top 10 rounds is going to get at least $100,000 to sign it. Um, so I, I don't think it's necessarily true that it's it's – a harder way to make money. Certainly, once you're in the game, it is a harder way. The minor leaguers get paid abysmally, and it's only until you make your way onto the 40 man roster that you actually start making respectable money. And even then, as you pointed out, service time it takes a while to actually you know make your first million or something. Um, but actually, as an entry level sport, there's more money up front if you can be good at baseball um, than there is in the other sports.
1: That is true, and that uh, is true, and also you could, uh, and also with the next CBA, maybe you can emphasize on paying the leaguers better quality pay, so
0: it'll be a joke that they're paying them. So that's all. Yes, I say. absolutely. Go ahead, Nick. Um, you mentioned about the college getting paid earlier. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed the bill Friday afternoon that will allow college athletes in the state to make money from the endorsements starting next summer. So that's probably big. Um, but obviously we just had the Major League Baseball draft, right? So, uh-huh. for for the first pick of the draft, which was Sp- Spencer Torkelson, right? How much do you know? Do you know what a signing bonus is to, to sign with to sign with the Tigers?
2: Uh, I I don't know exactly. I know for the top overall pick, the number goes up slightly every year. I
1: I, I think it's somewhere
2: like around seven million dollars. Wow.
1: Which is actually pretty good. Um, quickly, before we get into any news, it's just um, the National Football League, Roger Goodell, and a league wide memo obtained by and announced by the NFL will close their league offices, making a league holiday on June 9th for Juneteenth, a day in which, from um, commemorates the end of the day of slavery. June 19th, so,
0: not June 9th.
1: Could, no, I said June 9th. They call it June 19th. I'm sorry, June 19th, so... <laughs>
0: <gasps> yep. Um. So, right, the biggest voice in the Dynamax Lock Clubhouse is the newest voice, and that's Madison Baumgartner. In a season which, going by today's proposal, Manfred will probably have to force the hands and make it forty-eight games somewhere next week, which means we could see baseball by the fourteenth of July, which would be good. What kind of chances? And now, it lessens Bumgarner's start, right? Instead of 32 starts, he's probably only going to pitch 11. So what kind of chances do you have, and and how big of a leadership role will he play? I think he'll have a big leadership
2: role, but from my limited interactions with him in spring before everything shut down, I don't think he is a super vocal guy. Um, he, if anything, he comes across as a little shy. Um, I I do think he's very friendly with his teammates, and he's very open to talking with them, but I don't think he's like the dominant personality in the room. Now, when he's on the mound, he certainly has plenty of personality, and is not shy about kind of uh, interpreting somebody who thinks it's disrespected him or whatever. Um, but I, I don't think that he's kind of the guy that comes in and commands the clubhouse. Um, I, I do think that he will be a leader for that staff. He is the most seasoned pitcher on the staff by far. He kind of steps into the Zach Grinke role. Um, all the other guys, like the next guy is Robbie Ray, who um, has been around, but has never like had this same success that Baumgartner has. And everyone beyond that, in the rotation is a young guy, except for, I guess, Mike Leak. Um, so I do think that Bone Bonner is going to going to be that guy that people look to to set the pace and to set the tone of how you go about doing your work. Um, I just don't know if he's going to be like the the guy who you know gives the rah rah speech. That's always I think going to be Archie Bradley.
0: Gotcha.
1: Um, now, nah, assuming that we're we're going to have a season, um, my question to you. How old are that there in a, in a tough West led by just, I wouldn't say tough West, but the Dodgers seem to be the team to beat? How, how do you think Arizona would do, assuming it's a 48 or, or whatever season it's going to be this year?
2: Yeah, I think that depends on how often you play each team in your division. Um, I mean, over 162, you play 19 times, which is a lot. So, you know, if you play the Dodgers 19 times, that can significantly affect your record. If just to, for the sake of mixing it up over 48, if you're playing, you know, each of those teams six times and then playing the other West teams, like whatever the remainder is, there's less of a chance that your performance against the Dodgers is going to, you know, cause you to sink or swim in your season. Um, I still think that whoever uh, wants to win this division has to go through L.A. to do it um, because that team is just stacked. Uh, and I think the downbacks are not a bad team. I think they got better from a year ago when they won 85 games. They um, they managed to do that without really losing anybody important to their mix and free agency or anything like that. So they just made additions. Uh, adding Starling Marte is big. But uh, the thing about a 48-game season is it's it's fluky. I mean, you don't even – want to vote for the all-star game after 48 games is because you don't know whose performance is real or not so who knows what could happen I mean some guy could come out and dominate who everybody can just look at and see like there's no way this guy is that good or good players like look at Paul Goldschmidt's first half both last year and the year before what if what if you're the Cardinals and you get that 48 games out of him Then you you know you've kind of handicapped yourself because this guy who everybody knows would be good over 162, oh, he just happened to have his bad stretch in what became the full season. So it's, it's going to be tricky. I think anything could happen. Now, even the worst team in baseball could right, reel off a good 48 games.
0: Yeah, Um. so this was a list for top 50 all-time max. We're going to do top 20 from SB Nation. And you guys can just take turns off rattling off names. Who do you guys think is the number one?
1: Uh Randy Johnson.
0: Yes. I would
1: have to say Randy Johnson as well. And that's no debate.
0: That's number one. Number two.
1: Number two. Yeah, I would go Goldschmidt, number two.
2: Just cause he's a homegrown guy. Yes. I
0: give a fuck. Number three.
1: What are yeah, he did,
2: but so did Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson was the more important factor there. I'll go Shilling three. No. Then Shilling
0: one.
1: On Luis Gonzalez. Yes. Wow. Okay, that's a big hit.
0: Number four.
1: Then, then I'll go Gonzo.
0: No, Louis Gonzalez was number three.
2: Oh, number three. Okay, then.
0: Uh, number then four. Shilling. No.
2: Oh, oh, am I trying, are we guessing the order? Is that what this is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, that's different, but it's not my opinion. Um, so it's not Schilling number four?
0: No. He, he, he pitched for the Diamondbacks in the last, uh, oh, 11 years. Grinkey?
2: No. Oh, Brandon Webb. Yes. Brandon Webb? Brandon Webb was good. You need to look up Brandon Webb. He was
0: if he, he was very road. good. His sinker, oh my god, his sinker is filthy. All right, number five.
1: Oh
2: um, is, is that Shilling? Yes. Shilling's got to be on here
1: somewhere. Okay. Yes. So wait, 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 How is Shilling number five? That's what
0: I like. I have I have no idea. If I if I if I personally made this list. I would have gotten Randy, Kirk, Gonzalez, and then my other two. What wasn't even on their top five? Number thirty is a guy who belongs in the top five, and that's Mark Grace. So I I don't know who exactly these guys are that that made this list. It, it got to be for mostly opinion, and and the only way I could see Kirk being five is because of the politics, and that's just ridiculous. Um, I don't know about Mark
2: Grace though. I think if you look up his numbers from the backs, they were kind of like mediocre.
0: Who do you think they got at number six? Uh, number six.
2: Um, is he good?
0: Yeah, look, good. Good lefty bat.
1: Is it um? Oh, is it that um? That catcher um? How Al- is it Miguel
0: Montero. No outfielder.
1: Al- outfielder. Al- David Outfielder.
0: No. Think. Uh, think. Think AJ more Pollock. than ten years ago.
1: AJ Pollock.
0: No. More than ten years ago. Um.
1: Uh, Steve Finley. Yes. Okay. I remember Steve Finley.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Number seven. I'm pretty sure is still active.
1: Uh, Justin Upton. Yes. Yeah. Underrated player. Number
0: number eight. He's he, he's he's active too. I don't know. He's what? He's active also. Mm, uh. Is he still in the No. Hmm. But he's in the same division. Ooh.
2: Mm, okay. Uh. Not AJ Pollock, is it?
0: Yes. Aj 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 Pollock. All right, number nine, pitcher. Dan Perry. Yes. Ooh, good call. He was good. He
1: was good. He was good.
0: Number ten, ah. pitcher.
1: Patrick Corbin, pitcher. No. Mm. Uh,
0: Batista. No, a lot, a lot, a lot of people saw him get traded after a start.
1: Okay. Uh, Greaky? Yes. Great. Oh,
0: okay. Not bad. Number 11, he's an infielder. Steven Drew. No. Uh-uh.
1: Uh Matt Williams. Yes. Matt I how was Matt
0: Williams
1: by the way?
0: Very good bat. Oh. Number 12. Uh I can't give you a clue, or it's gonna give it away. Um. Sorry. What, what was the hint? No, I I can't give you a clue. It's gonna give it away.
2: Okay. Um. Is it Peralta?
0: Let's just say it's a pitcher.
1: Um. Hmm. Robbie Ray. No. No, it's got Corbett over Ray.
0: Reliever. Reliever. Um. Archie okay. Bradley. Not 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 active. Brad Ziggler. No.
2: Young Kim? Yes. Okay.
1: Oh, was was that
0: the guy that blew it against the Yankees three straight time? Yep. BK Kim. Alright, no number don't thirteen World yeah, Series, so
1: it don't matter.
0: Number thirteen uh, was was just on R two C two. What
1: is R two
0: C two? It is a podcast that C.C. Sabathia and Ryan Rucco do. Um, Archie Bradley was on it last month. Okay. Yeah. Ryan Rucco does WNBA, and uh, he's kind of Michael K's uh, number two. I
1: have no idea.
0: Chris Young.
1: Oh yeah, they were talking about um, they were talking about what was going on in the
0: world. Yeah, okay. All right, number fourteen is not active, and I and I think he was a manager at any level. Was it? I think it was
1: so. A ma- oh, was it Bob, a, um, No. Oh Craig Council? No. He's a manager, so. I
0: think he was. I'm. I'm. I'm not fully really sure. Uh, Ding. What What did he say? Jay
1: Bell?
0: Yes. He was a bench coach. Oh, oh, even, oh a bench coach. Yeah. I count bench coaches uh, as managers. Um, Number 15. Uh, this was the name you guys said before.
1: Yeah, uh, Peralta. Uh, no. Bigam Montero?
0: Yes, Montero. Okay. Num- number 16.
1: I said this before. Yes. Council.
0: Yes, Mr. Funky Stance. All right. We have the weirdest stance, man. Alright, 17, 18, and 19 are all names you said before.
2: Well, Peralta Corbin to be on there.
0: No. No? Two pitchers and an guy. infielder. Uh, Steven Drew. Drew. Yeah. Steven Drew is 17. Brad, Brad He's 18. Robbie
1: Ray.
0: That's 19. All right. Okay. Number 20 is a personal favorite of mine. Not active. He was just that infielder who just raked, man. He was a very good hitter. Uh, oh, yeah. You mentioned it before. I'm
1: Orlando, Orlando Hudson. There you go. Oh,
0: dog, Good player. Gerardo Par was 21. Uh, Jose Velarde was 23. Mark Reynolds, 26. Aaron Hill's 28. Corbin's 29. Again, Grace at 30. Brad- Bradley at 32. I don't know why he's not in the top 20. Um, Coleman there at 34. Chad Tracy... And 36 and Ender Ciarte is 37, and they don't show one through the rest of 50. But, um, uh, so, some of these names I don't know if you know them, but uh, Jim McLennan, Keegan Thompson, James Atwood, uh, Makiko, and uh, Sean Testerman. Uh. So, yeah, I It's the A Z snake pit. <laughs> uh, again, again, for the for the top three to not be Johnson, Schilling, and Luis Gonzalez, I already think that list is whack. But, but like like Zach said, Brandon Webb's sinker, I I think was probably better than Ben Sheets' curveball.
1: Mch's curveball was nasty, though. It was, it was disgusting.
0: Of course, Team USA in two thousand, man, got 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 the gold medal. Yeah,
1: like you couldn't hit it. You knew it was coming, but you just couldn't hit it. You think you're gonna hit a home run, but it just drops. Uh, um, Zach. Um. Let me ha- let me ask you this. Um who is who is the most important player on the Diamondbacks
2: going forward? El Marte, easily.
0: Oh, um, oh absolutely. He's a fantastic player.
2: He's young. He's played like an M V P caliber season last year and he is on the most team friendly contract possible. Um, just from every aspect of what he means on the field with his positional versatility and also what his contract allows him to do around him he's easily the most important player Um, well they've done a pretty good job already I mean they've drafted well and you're going to see some of those guys coming up through the system pretty soon here like Bolton who's a, a speedy, versatile catcher who everybody agrees will hit. Um, but it allows them to, to do kind of what they've already done, which is they they locked up Nick Amet to an extension. They locked David Peralta up to an extension. They went out and signed Cole Calhoun for two years. Um, they went out and got Master bongar for five years. Um, if you were having to pay Catal Marte uh um, Kind of what his production is worth, he wouldn't be able to do any of that. Um, and yeah, this is the same benefit that they got from having Paul Goldschmidt on a super friendly deal for seven years. Um, so yeah, it, it really allows them to go out and get the pieces to complement him that they need. Are
0: are they going to have both Martez in the starting outfield, Cattell and Starling?
2: No, they are, um, Starling allowed Cattell to move back to second base. Oh, um, and he was a, Cattell was a, a really good center fielder for it, especially for a guy I hadn't played it much, but all that running around, especially on the turf, beat up his back a little bit, and so he missed the last nine games of the year, so they think that second base, um, where he's on the dirt, where he's not doing nearly as much running, that'll be a little easier on his body.
1: Has any from Arizona uh, um, Diamondbacks released any minor league players that you know of, or or you're not sure?
2: Oh, sorry. Can you say the question again?
1: Did anyone from the Arizona Diamondbacks release any minor league players during this pandemic?
2: Yeah, they actually released a lot. They released 62 um, wow. last month. Um, most of them were the type of guys who were the veterans who have bounced around on minor league deals for a long time, like Edwin Jackson was one. Um, they released a couple of draft picks that were notable. One was Joey Rose, who was, I think, of a former, top, top, I don't know, he went the top five rounds somewhere in third baseman. The yeah, other was Anthony Greer, who was their top pick the year that. Um, I think in the 2016 draft, he wasn't a first rounder because they lost their first rounder by signing Grinke, but he was uh, the top pick either in the second rounder or in one of those compensation rounds, and kind of uh, a really athletic, hyper-athletic outfielder, I think from Auburn, who never really put it together with uh, his skills, um, but most of the guys they released are the guys that you see show up in, as, in, you know, having spring
0: training invites as a veteran every spring. Wow, um, it's kind of like that's kind of like what what the Yankees did
1: to a lot of players that they released, are players that most likely were probably either were not going to move up in the rankings, or veteran guys, or guys who probably just had no chance. But isn't it kind of bad optics here because of because of the pandemic, because of what's going on? You, you would think it would be it would be wise for like teams like the Royals and the Astros were are paying I have not released any mileage which we kept them through the rest of the year. So it's not kind of bad optics on a team that has. It's
2: not great now that the team will say and it's not Entirely untrue that a lot of these guys would have been released either at the end of spring training Or at this time of year after the draft Certainly, that's true of a lot of guys like Edwin Jackson who you know If he didn't he wasn't gonna make the major league team if he was gonna go to triple that I'd be fine, but I don't know that they're gonna hold on to a guy like that if they have their own guys to prioritize So some of these cuts they would have made anyway um, now they have at least 62 guys, I, I doubt it. And, you know, coupled with that, that the draft, there's not 40 rounds, so you're not making... Um Room for 40 plus guys that you're adding to your system. You, you only took five guys in the draft, so you, you don't have to cut loose 20 to make room for them. Also, there's no baseball going on, but the, these were some cuts that would have happened anyway. Some of these guys had opt outs that they might have taken at their the season, obviously, but I can take them now. But uh, up until this point, these guys were getting some sort of benefit from the, from the team that they might not have gotten otherwise.
0: Yeah, I agree. Ed, Ed, Edwin Jackson, who was also on the round table with R two C two, he's just a guy who I truly believe is just hanging around. You know, he's like Bartolo Cologne, doesn't have it anymore. But what else do they really know, right? And why waste a forty man spot with Edwin Jackson when when he would have a high three, high four ERA. He'll get you innings, and that's good, I guess. They're 162, but, but they're 48, and they're most likely going to have 48. Every game is different. Um, will Bradley and Rendon be the 8th and ninth men in the bullpen?
2: I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's how it is going to shake out, for sure. With uh, Joan Lopez and Kevin Ginkle working in there in the 7th somewhere.
1: Would you that in your if if this could happen, would you be up for a Arizona Diamondbacks New York Yankees rematch in the World Series down the line?
2: Uh, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, the Yankees are stacked though. Um, now, again, anything can happen over forty-eight games, but it'd be it'd be fun to to see. Uh, kind of it, it, kind of a rematch because I think the last time they did this that uh, I mean 2001 was a long time ago I was 8 years old um, no I was older than that I was 13 um, can't do math <laughs> but uh, I, I, my impression was the Diamondbacks were the underdog and certainly if they met up in the World Series this year after a short season they would be the underdog again just considering how low I don't know if the Diamondbacks
1: were the underdogs in 2001 because they have the better record than the Yankees that year, and they, they and all, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think they were the underdog. I, I, I think the Diamondbacks were more faith, But I think the reason why they played the underdog mentality is because you talking about the bigger market than the Yankees, yeah, the smaller market Diamondbacks, and plus September 11th happened. The Yankees had a momentum. They just beat the Mariners, have the best record in the league. You get what I'm saying? There's a lot yeah, of yeah. things happening in 2001. Yeah, in in,
0: in 2001. The Diamondbacks could have had a regular season, as the '98 Yankees. The Yankees at that time were going to a 4 p No one in the entire world would have made them an underdog. It would not have happened. So there was there there, there was no way the the Diamondbacks would have been favored. Um, through through forty-eight games. I I do think any team has a chance. Like even it's not bad to say the Marlins. Who knows? You know if everything hits fire, right? But real, realistically, realistically, I think if Bumgarner, let's say through fifteen starts, let's say if he won ten games, right? Had a little bit of a high two ERA and let's just say, you know, 70Ks and maybe two complete games, I I think he would consider that a good first season. What do you think? Absolutely,
2: yeah. Um, I think, I mean, you got to keep in mind that it, it's, it's all going to come out in the wash now that they're, whatever the players make, if there's a season, it's not going to be their full salaries. But Bumgarner took a big pay cut first season of his deal to allow them to build around them so if this were a full season he'd be making only six million dollars if this is going to be a 48 game season at per rated pay i mean what is that two million um if you're getting that kind of performance out of that kind of guy i think you're happy with it uh what's the uh
1: now another no. Now, well, not really. let's assume. Uh, I got to bring you in um, How confident are you that the middle, that the owners and the players will actually get a deal done? Because it seems like you have um, the owners that kind of want to want to lower the games, you want the players to up the games, but it's really more. It's. I don't think games is the more important one. It's more about pay. So, how can the players and the owners come to compromise on play, on, on pay? Because the players, they're stuck on pro-rated salary.
2: Yeah, I don't think the players are going to come off that. No, I, I think we're going to have baseball regardless because the, the commissioner can just set a season of, of however length he wants at pro-rated pay. And he doesn't need the players to, to give him the okay to do that. Which is why that 48-game, 52-game number is hanging out there. Um, I think if you want to avoid that, you're going to have to see the owners offer prorated pay for a higher number of games. I don't think the players are going to come off that. Or maybe they do that and the owners reverse kind of their previous stance or maybe open to more deferrals on this pay um, so that the players can say, look, we got prorated pay. Yes, we're going to have to defer it a little bit to help the owners out, but it gets us some more representative season. I'm not sure that... Uh, we reach a deal without that uh, without that happening I think we're looking at that really short season
0: here's what I can see and this will be my last point before rapid fire um I see that both are gonna stand at their ground it's been like that it's been back and forth it's been denied 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 denied, denied. so I I don't see why it would change now Um, I think Wednesday, we'll be forced to hear breaking news. Rob Manfred puts this amount of games. And then, we'll play next year. Hopefully, everybody gets their full money. Then, whenever baseball season ends next year, we're we're, we're possibly not going to see baseball. Because if players will say, okay, you want Manfred to force our hand to play? That's fine. But now, we're not going to have baseball. That that that's what I think that, that will happen down the line.
2: I mean, it's possible. That this happening so close to the expiration of the current CBA is really unfortunate because everything that happens now has a domino effect on what it will happen then.
1: Yeah, and hopefully they they get it together because if, if manfred Mantra does do this 48 or 52, whatever it is you are going to have nasty implications on when the CBA expires because the players could always strike next year. So we have to think about that as well. Players could always strike. So keep that in mind. Everything that happens this year will have a ripple effect next year and the year after that. And with no cure and no vaccine or nothing right now, it could be even detrimental. So we'll just have to monitor our and see. Now, my favorite segment of the day, we call this a Rapid Fire, Zach. I'm going to ask you questions, not just baseball related, but any question, and you're just going to give me the top answers on the top of your head. Okay. The Arizona Diamondbacks you mentioned the most important player. Um, what was the other player on the Diamondbacks that they can they afford to lose? They cannot
2: afford to lose um, Zach Gallon. He's awesome.
1: Will 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 the Diamondbacks in the next um, two have a um, make a a playoff push and even potentially make the playoffs in this now expanded playoff format?
2: Uh, Yes, I think they will.
1: Do do the Diamondbacks ever challenge the 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 Dodgers for AL West for NL West supremacy?
2: Not seriously, I don't think so. I mean, yes, like if. As time goes on infinitely, they will, but not in the near
1: future. Who in baseball is the equivalent of Patrick Mahomes? Ooh, um,
2: uh, I guess maybe Cody Bellinger, just that guy who's just so good
1: and so young. Ooh, I like that. I like Cody. Um, the um, who um, who do you think wins the World Series this year? Um, the Yankees, Dodgers or the field, um, I'll take the field.
2: It's going to be a wacky.
1: <laughs> that, that that's actually fair. Um, assuming all right. Now let's jump forward to next year, 2021. Assuming the season is now normal, who will the Yankees and Dodgers still be the co-favorites, or will it be someone from the field? Uh, I
2: still think they'll be the favorites.
1: Uh, do you, there's any chance any chance that um? Um, um, Clayton Kershaw ever wins a World Series before he retires?
2: I hope so. I think he deserves it. I think he will.
1: Uh, two more. Do, does, does anyone? Does anyone in baseball? Does baseball have enough cachet to, to, to grow? It's sport to be one of the more popular sports like it once was.
2: I think so. Um... Uh, I think it's going to be a slow process, but yes, I think they will. They just need to be more attuned to what the, the modern generation of fans wants.
1: And the biggest, biggest question to end Rapid Fire, I know I don't want to end on a down note, but this has to be mentioned. Does, does all of this, do all of what's going on in the world of protesting, what, um, will it lead to any significant changes in baseball, regarding not only hiring practices, but ownership, managers and players. Will you see influence of minority owners, players, and or owners going forward in mainland baseball?
0: Uh,
2: I think so. I, I don't think it will be immediate, but yes, I think that teams are going to be helped, have their feet out to the fire after making these commitments to actually follow through on this stuff.
1: Well, Zach. That was great. This was a great show. Great segment as always. Rapid fire. Awesome. I'm Zach again. Thank you again so much for joining us. Hopefully we'll have baseball. And if it's a 48 to 50-something game season, it's going to be extremely wacky. It'll be extremely weird. But, um, hey, um, if it gives us baseball, be in for a crazy ride this year. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Happy to do it.
0: No problem. Um on, I'm I'm glad your sister was able to reschedule her we- her wedding. Congrats on the baby. And right? Oh, uh, j- yeah. just one last question. Trout and Garrett Cole are expecting babies. If if you were them, regardless of what kind of season, would you just sit out just to spend the full year with with your first baby?
2: Yes, unless they would allow my family to stay with me if i had to do the whole bubble thing where i could not see them there's no way i would do that i'd, I'd much rather be around the baby but if they're able to come with me that's the
1: best of both worlds
0: and i guess how you do it is right if you have to leave your house when you come home before you touch the baby you put the clothes in the laundry and you shower and yeah. then you clean up
2: yeah, that's what my wife and I did, especially when she was still working at the hospital. She'd come home, she would undress on the back porch, put her clothes in a trash bag, come in and immediately shower before doing anything else.
1: Gotcha. Well, I'm glad that well, I'm glad that you and your baby are safe. Oh, I'm I'm glad that um, everything is great. Um yeah, um that's what she's going forward. Um praying for you guys, hope y'all remain safe because again Times 2020 has been a roller year with everything going on, including um, the pandemic and world events. We hope that you guys are moving to, and hopefully, there's a lot change so that the world can be a much more peaceful place.
2: Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And thanks for having me on again,
0: guys. Anytime. Take care, man. Yeah,
2: you too.
0: Well guys that was Zach Buchanan, Fantastic. Um so a couple, a couple more things in the list and and then we'll uh we'll, we'll end this. Up. So right, that good. Uh let me see, hold on. Alright, so a couple of tweets passing under major league baseball proposal, rosters would expand to thirty for the first two weeks, 28 for the two weeks thereafter, and 26 for the remainder of the season. Each team would keep a group of 60 players to use throughout the season, the majority forming the so-called taxi squad. Uh, From Rosenthal, season would begin on approximately July 14th, and end on September 27th. MMLB's proposal also includes expended postseason, of as many as eight teams per league. If postseason is completed, players would receive equivalent of 83% of prorated salaries, including additional money from postseason pool. MLB offer again includes the option to suspend draft picks comp for 20 through 21, off season within 48 hours of approval. League would announce timeline of resumption of season, including spring training for at least 21 days, All players would have right to opt out. High risk would be paid. And as of course you mentioned, you know, Juneteenth, celebrated annually on June 19th, commemorates the effective of ending slavery in the United States through the Emancipation Proclamation made effective by President Lincoln on January 1st, 1863, declared that all persons held as slaves by Freed slavery persisted throughout the course of the Civil War. It was not until two and a half years later on June 19th 1865 when Union soldiers landed in Galveston, Texas and declared the war over this also enslaved became free. The power of the historical freedom in our country's blemished history is felt each year, but there is no question that the magnitude of this event weighs even more heavily today in the current climate. Juneteenth not only marks the end of slavery in the United States, but it also symbolizes freedom, a freedom that was delayed and brutally resisted, and through the decades of progress followed the freedom, for we must continue to fight this year as we work together as family and in our communities to combat the racial injustices that remain deeply rooted in the fabric of our society. The NFL will observe Juneteenth on Friday, June 19th as recognized as holiday, and our league offices will be closed. It is a day to reflect on our past, but more importantly, consider how each of us can continue to show and band together to work for a better future.
1: That's, uh, that's really the of the
0: NFL. Uh, uh-huh. Joe Burrow, uh-huh. the, the black community needs our help. They have been unheard for far too long. Open your eyes, listen and speak. This isn't policies, this is human rights. Also, Bella Blind says he'll take a move
1: with his players to condemn racism and produce, produce, produce police brutality. And also, Ty um, Urban was one of the players that disagreed with the NBA's restart. Well, a group of high-profile players disagree with Kyrie's um, assertions and basically want the season to start. Um, there's also there's also a Jamal Adams called out the york football jets and he said and he's pretty furious about the about the about the contracts and what's going on so he called them out on his latest um instagram uh, uh if to make the deal right. he says as they should well, deserve MG. I can't even get my first proposal That They said they will send over January. I was called selfish, though. LOL, a lot. Talk, no action. Hashtag, stay
0: woke. <laughs> so if there's an NBA season, here's the dates. July 30th through October 14th, seeding games. October 15th, 16th, playing tournaments. October 17th, playoff begins. Family, guests of teams arrive August 30th. August 31st through September 13th, conference semifinals. September 15th through September 28th, conference finals. September 30th through October 13th would be the NBA finals. They're obviously having a big discussion probably right now, major players. And yesterday, I kind of took a hard turn as what I thought. So... Now with apparently There would not be a full bubble The players would be in the bubble But the staff And anybody's working at the hotel Or maintenance Would not be in the bubble So it's basically not a bubble It's basically the same players You have no lives So even, even though yesterday I came hard at them But after hearing this And Michael K said it today on Team KS if any player says no under this format, I will not care. Um and a lot wow. of people Yeah, because how right? How are you gonna have players quarantine but but the girl who's you know delivers the papers isn't quarantined, who makes the breakfast is in quarantine, the massage therapist isn't quarantined, you know, who who who, who drives them isn't quarantined. So, I can't get mad at any players, but what I can get to be mad about them is, is the ones who are quote-unquote out of shape. I have no sympathy if you chose to stay off your regiment. If, if you are not in game shape by whenever there's a season, then, then, then that's on you. Like, like there's a picture of Jokic going around where he's incredibly, incredibly skinny No one no one told you to relax all all professional athletes could relax You could eat cake you could eat bagel. You can eat pizza You can relax spend spend time with the kids, but also You should have been working out. You're all you're all millionaires or if not millionaires You're you're hundred thousand years. You can all have gyms in your big houses or complexes or or if not a gym (laughs) If not a gym, you can have weight. You can have a Peloton. So there is no excuse for anybody to be out of shape. Yes, yes. Because imagine me, right? Right? If if you're a professional athlete, now you know me, I'm gonna be the biggest mooch of the world and I will be living in your house. So because you'll be a you'll be a millionaire. Of course, I'm, I'm going to be living in there. Bobby, Julian, we're all going to be mooching off you. It will be entourage. Trust me. But in, in, in your big millionaire house, you you would have had a gym. So if I saw you walking around and you gained 40 pounds, I'd be like, yo, what are you doing, guy? I, you, you you made me accustomed to living this nice lifestyle. You better get in that gym and work out. <laughs> I would lock the fridge on you and be like, listen, guy. Listen, you didn't work out today, you get your fat self and go on that Peloton, alright? Don't come up that Peloton or the steam room till you bounce 20 pounds out the door. Come on, son. What, what is this, man? Um, <laughs>
1: quickly,
0: you know what
1: the anniversary is, right? Yes, Mr. Dropball. Let's it. Have <laughs> a
0: And in case no one knows what that is, Mets Subway Series 2009, on the mound Francisco Rodriguez, at the plate Alex Emmanuel Rodriguez, pop up to second base. Luis Castillo backtracks into the middle of the outfield. Mark Teixeira is on first, and because he's a good baseball player, you're taught to run hard even if with two outs. And Texas is booking it and booking it and booking it. Luis Castillo drops the ball. Now, at the time before all this happened, the Mets were up eight seven. The game is tied, right? Luis Castillo yeah. drops the ball. So Teixeira just passes third. He's running home. When you look at the video, Luis Castillo throws to second base. If he throws directly to the catcher, to shares out. to share never scores. So not only did Luis Castillo in the ball and make it worse, but for him to not even know baseball, and for him and for him not or or even if he throws to third, they have a rundown situation, and and who knows and anything possible that situation, but for for him to do that, that makes it even worse. And one last Reddit tweet, and this is a serious tweet that needs to be readed and then we'll get to the list. So, I didn't see this yesterday. It obviously popped off yesterday on here or no, on Instagram, but Rosenberg retweeted this today. A racist on Twitter called me Jew boy and said I better pray I don't run into him on the streets cuz cuz of my support for BLM. Heard all this before, but this time decided to retweet Not surprisingly, good people had my back. Some attacked. Then I got this DM from this morning. The DM said, "And by the way, just before I read the DM, his Twitter was Kenny Light 0035. His Instagram Kenny Light. The the underscore hunger underscore never underscore dies. So um, I mean, supposedly he's." a four times powerlifting champion and powerlifting coach. He's age fifty one. So he he looks like a guy who can really mess up here. But the reason why I have no sympathy for the scumbag is and you don't blow up someone's personal name. You want to go back and forth with me no problem. I can't stand what's going on in this country just like you. Apparently, we have different viewpoints. Take the post down would be appreciated. Cease. Your wonderful followers are attacking me left and right. I have a business. You don't attack a man's livelihood. I don't have my followers attacking your personal life or job. I'm assuming you knew this would happen. Not cool. Remove the post, please. And I'll be over. You won't hear from me again. This is out of hand now. You made your point. Could have just blocked me or reported me. Thanks. And Rosenberg retweeted. He tweeted something after. Uh, okay. I truly appreciate everyone having my back against the bigot who attacked me on Twitter. He has been catching it bad. Please don't go after his business, etc. on my behalf. I wanted to show him. What the world thinks of hate reviews... That was accomplished... Um... Even... Even though... He... Came at Peter hard... Um... I... At the end of the day... I have... It's, it's, it's kind of half and half... Even though none of this would have never happened... If he didn't open his mouth... Um, but some people are really sick on social media. They take your pictures, they take whatever personal information they can find, and they leak that. So, I didn't see anything in that thread, so so who knows. Um, if anybody chooses to try to find this guy and talk to him, I guess that's something you can do. But is that something you should do? And I'm going to say no. It is not right. Because at the end of the day, again, it's a word on social media. I'm pretty sure Peter was not in a corner bawling his eyes out. I'm pretty sure he wasn't crying. He, he, he th- this was how a problem went. Jew boy, okay. Hey, give me some matzo bread. Hey, babe, you want to... Want to go to the bathroom? Come on, let's go outside and take a run, you know. So, so, so it, w- it was a good thing that it was a good thing that he retweeted. Stuff like this has to get out, but people shouldn't take it too far. Your thoughts?
1: Uh, okay. I said, um. I said I
0: agree. I have nothing up Um, You're absolutely right. Um, kudos to Rosenberg for
1: doing what he did, but you know, shouldn't have taken this far. I, I agree with everything you said, so you're absolutely right. Alright, so now we're going to get to my mascot list. <laughs> it's the daily mix list. Because he doesn't do it all the time. <laughs> it's the mix list. Take it away, Nick
0: Boy. <laughs> thank you, thank you, laughing guy. So. My top five list is going to be mascots from all Major Four, Major League Baseball, National Basketball Association, National Hockey League, Hockey League and National Football League. I'm
1: closer to the phone, man. You're far away.
0: So, who do you think is number one?
1: On, what, on what's the list again? Top five what? Mascots?
0: Yes, mascots. <sighs> wow.
1: That's a good All right. I'm going to go with... The Philly Fanatic.
0: Ding, 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 ding. Yes, he is my number one. The tongue comes out of the nose. He rides a nice ATV on the field. He's he's had some famous fights with Tommy Lasorder back in the day. And he's a very, very good mascot. Who's my number two?
1: Number two, uh... I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a guess. He's probably not on the list. But if he isn't on the list, then shame on
0: you. I'm
1: gonna go with the Philadelphia Flyers mascot, Gritty. nope What? How is he not on the list?
0: I didn't say that.
1: But where is he? But what number is he at?
0: Well, I got this list from Bleacher Report. Top 25. Gritty wasn't even on their list. So I got I got gritty at number five. Um I I I I personally think he's funny. And uh so that's why I got him on. I was trying to go in order, but now you gotta guess two, three, and four.
1: Okay, damn, okay,
0: this is your tough. Okay. Um, is the second one um, major league baseball or do I gotta pick more football? You got one football No, you got two football and one basketball. Basketball mm-hmm. The basketball one I don't I, I don't think you're gonna get. It.
1: 25. All right, I'm gonna guess the um, I'm gonna guess the football mascot. Um, ah, about the Patriot one. Um I just don't have a mascot. I'm going
0: through all the teams that have um, mascots. Uh, I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna, I, I, I'll just guess the Patriot mascot. Nope, I didn't even think of it. Um, okay um hold on okay uh, uh just, oh. one uses a prop and one is just full of energy one is ex- exciting
1: exciting
0: yeah i think so
1: oh oh that's um uh okay Football.
0: Uh the Jackson the Jackson the Jaguar mascot. Yes, Jackson Deville at number two.
1: Yes. Alright. Uh now I gotta get three four. Uh, I don't,
0: all right. I I don't think you're gonna get these. I'm I'm just gonna
1: take a guess anyway. Um,
0: where
1: would you put,
0: um, the Raptors match back? Did he make your list? It was a thought, you know, oh but my God. It, w- it was a thought, but he didn't make it. I mean, I've, you know, c- cool thing, a-, a Raptor, you know, but it just, it just wasn't worthy. When, when, when you hear, hear the two names, you're going to understand why.
1: Okay, how about the soldiers from, um, from Milwaukee? Nope. Uh, really? They're, they're entertaining. Sorry. Okay, um, how, how about, um, uh, how, how, how about the one with the Nationals? They're, they're also
0: entertaining. You know what? The Nationals are entertaining. But, uh, neither is in the NFL or NBA.
1: So, so it's MLB.
0: You said the Nationals. Uh-huh. The, the Nationals have nothing to do with the NBA or NFL. Okay,
1: okay, okay, okay. So, I forgot to the NFL. Okay, uh, how about the KC Wolf?
0: No, I, th- I I thought about it. I, I get it. He's a big, fat coyote. And they just and they just won the Super Bowl, but other than these past two seasons, he wasn't really mentioned a lot.
1: Okay, what about the Vikings mascot?
0: Yes, Ragnar the Viking, super cool, comes out to the horn, comes out on a motorcycle. How can you not like Ragnar the Viking? Number three. And number four is NBA. That's how it works.
1: Okay. Um, oh, what oh, about oh. the gorilla?
0: The gorilla? No, I I thought about it. Who doesn't oh, like a nice, God. strong, dancing gorilla? I mean, he 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 does use a trampoline out there in Phoenix, but it it just it just didn't excite me. This one this one excited me, and I I, I got to be honest, it was it was either this one or Mister Met, but. But because I wanted to try to in- incorporate all major four, and I already had the fanatic, and I had two, in- two NFL, it kind of forced my hand. So all meth fans, sorry Mr. Met didn't get on there. He was in the original top five of Bleacher Report. But this one is just pretty iconic, man.
1: Iconic?
0: Iconic. Oh.
1: Basketball. Iconic.
0: Iconic.
1: Oh, <sighs> I still can't believe we don't have the Gorilla.
0: Oh, easy. Benny the Bull. That's right. Uh-huh. Benny the Bull, number four. See, I didn't want to say iconic, but but then I figured it would have took another five minutes, and I just didn't want to make you look bad in front of people. But, but awesome. Benny the Bull, so that's right. We got the Philly Fanatic at number one, Jackson Deville at number two, Ragnar the Viking at number three, Benny the bull at four and the lovable but hateful sometimes, Mr. Gritty. And uh that's that's, a, that's that my list. list that was a pretty fun list. You know me, I I I'm gonna do these when when I just feel it. You know, I'm I'm not gonna do a weekly like James. I'm not I'm not much of a list guy. A but I didn't say
1: it was gonna be weekly. weekly, 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 weekly my list is one two, it's
0: not gonna be good. it's not gonna be every day. That that's what I said. I said weekly, you clown. Yeah.
1: But yeah, true. Fair enough, fair enough. But your so your list is gonna be like in the moment.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. God. I I just gotta so. feel the topic. I I gotta have a love for the topic. Um, you know, pro- eventually eventually, eventually there will be a movie list. Because cause I've, I've been watching movies off of YouTube lately. So uh, my, nec- right. my next one is probably going to be Anger Management. I haven't seen that in a while.
1: Um, My next list after baseball, you're going to love this one. Even it, it's non-sports related, it's going to be top five
0: sitcoms of the n- top five shows of the 90s. You're going to love this one. And I'm a big TV guy, so I, yeah. I love some 90s sitcoms.
1: Yeah, so you're all, so it's kind of 90s sitcoms. So just for clarification, the cartoons do not make the list. Because that's a separate list for a separate day. This is strictly sitcom shows of the 1990s. And you have a lot to choose from. You got a lot of sitcoms in the 90s you can choose from.
0: That's right. And guys, most importantly... Something that cannot be forgetting this Sunday, 9 p.m. This, I, I truly think, won't outrate The Last Dance. But it has big sentimental value for me. Long gone summer. The 98 home run race from Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Obviously Sammy Sosa doesn't look how he did in 98. Um, they're they're going to show his new white self. But I think it's going to be a fantastic doc. Um, If you guys still haven't seen it from a couple weeks ago, watch Imperfect with Roy Holiday. That was a great doc. Be Water last Sunday, even though not my thing, I found those two hours pretty, pretty impressive. Um, For this one, they got to talk to Bob Costas. I hope they get Sammy and Mark in in the same room. You know, you know that they they got to do all that. They I would have, I would have to think they talked to someone from the Maris family. You no, know, she Miss um, Maris had 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 a couple of sons and a daughter. So I would have to think. I would have to think they let Mark rehold that bat. Um, if you watch 61, it started like that and then it ended like that. So I would think they let him hold the bat hopefully and this is going to be one of those E60s that it just hits home for me. So this is going to be one where I'm going to make sure my phone is at 0% before this so it charges. It's just going to be like the last dance. I'm not going to be on Twitter throughout it. I'm going to watch the whole thing from first to start because sometimes people like to tweet these things and, and, and I guess that's cool. But sometimes you really just have to enjoy it. Just shut off the phone, pay attention to detail, and just relive something that the majority on Twitter didn't even see to be, to begin with. So all more reason you should shut off your phone. But me, I I loved watching every moment, even, 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 even though I was a young man back then. But I loved yeah, watching you that 98 season. You Thank you, thank you for the quick clap. <laughs> but uh, it's it's, it's going to be fun living it. So again, long gone, ga- long gone summer, and uh, y'all uh, like I it. I can't wait. Last,
1: um, last. quick thing, I'm going to call out one person real quick. Um, and this is this is, and I hate to do this, but Mike Scudero, I'm going to have to call you out. And I say Whoa. this. And he said, let hear me out. He said. He told me. If baseball, if there's no baseball this year, he will never, he will not go to any games and he will stop watching baseball. I got to call you on that, my friend. You're my brother. I love you to death. But when you sell your Instagram live so that you will be done with baseball, I do not believe you. Baseball is your passion. It's the reason why you have the and in the first place. You're not giving up on baseball. I know Manfred is terrible. I know the owners are awful. Don't give up on baseball. Baseball is your passion. We will still be in baseball, man. I love you to death, brother. Don't give up on baseball. I know Manfred is terrible. I know he's hurting you. I know baseball's in your blood. Don't give up on baseball, man. Baseball can still be saved.
0: So he said if there's no baseball at all this season.
1: Yep.
0: Well, he's. <laughs> I. I truly think he's talking out of himself because he knows there's going to be baseball this year. Um, one, obviously, because Manfred can force it. But let's let's just say he couldn't force it. Let's just say all players chose that there would be no baseball this year, right? That would suck going a full year without baseball. But I agree with you. I don't. I I think Mike is full of it. And I don't think he would stop. And another reason why owners are acting like this because we're all fake. None of us will stop watching. None of us will stop buying the merch. None of us will stop going to games. Like Michael K says on Team Cast, you want a fan union? You know, you know what your union is. Stop buying tickets. Stop buying merch. Stop going to the games. But none of that will ever happen. Just like the NFL will still be king. Kaepernick is never going to play another down. The NFL will still stay up. And I heard someone say on TMKS today, and that made no sense, that basketball shouldn't play because of the Black Lives Matter movement. Well, if that's how you feel, if that's how you feel, then you know what? No sports should play because guess what guy, racism is never gonna be done. Most likely six months from now, we, we, we can fast forward two years from now, there's probably gonna be five innocent black death deaths that's gonna happen. You know what, are, are we not supposed to have sports again? Is is that what's gonna happen? You, like, not everything can be politi- p- politically correct, man. And I'm telling you, if you're all about the Black Lives Matter movement, LeBron, LeBron playing Tom Brady throwing passes on a Sunday Evan Judson in 450 foot home runs it's not going to stop the movement alright you're going to go to the games you'll probably wear a black cosmetic shirt in the arena or stadium and, and, and try to create some tension but it, sports is not going to you caring about sports does not mean you think less of the movement does not, lastly, does not, does not mean stop, you stop being a brother. It does not mean you do anything. It, it just means Absolutely. that hey, you you wanna you wanna stop for a couple hours, but to lesson, yeah, you I, know, it's just it's just and ridiculous.
1: Lastly, Go ahead. I know, i um Alex. Um. um I think it was a couple of days ago, um, he was found with a rope around his neck and hanging from a tree very close to Panama City Hall, L.A. He was found dead at 4 a.m. on June 10th, hanging from a tree, according to the um, L.A. County Sheriff Department of Thomas Head Ground Bureau. All indicated say he was a suicide, but was reported lynching. So let's be stand. So that's where Matt did the show.
0: I saw that. That's horrible. You know, if, if he was actually a lynch man, I mean... That's that That helps.
1: Yeah, um, on that note, um, big shout out to New Day for protesting on, on, on wrestling for wrestling nerds. They did a bad Black Lives salute, so good to them. And on that note, we're going to end the show here. Like this is the lows and the byes. Time to say goodbye. Don't forget the documentary this Sunday. Watch it, live it. Great. We'll be back again Monday, y'all.
0: Damn straight.